You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hi guys, and welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today I have a guest with me who is Heather Tingle. And Heather is an award-winning serial entrepreneur. She actually has a few businesses, which we'll get to in, in a second. But the reason that I wanted to talk to Heather today is because she's also neurodivergent, as many of us entrepreneurs are. I'll go into what that means. But I wanted to talk to Heather about how that has shaped how she does business and why it doesn't need to be a bad thing. I think people often um, years ago used to think of it as if you were autistic or if you were neurodivergent in any way, they would think of it as a bad thing that would hinder you. And actually, it totally doesn't have to do that. So hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I want to start with just talking about how did you how did you know you were autistic? Like, did you ever have any signs that you had autism? How did it present itself? There were loads of signs, but I none that I would ever have picked up on. Um, so all the way through school, feeling like an outsider, not being the shy kid, being the sensitive child, crying a lot, being depressed, all those kind of things, um, having an eating disorder, all those things kind of were signs and symptoms, but never really made any direct hit on my psyche that that's what it was until my daughter got diagnosed five years ago and at that diagnosis the consultant said um, so when did you get you your diagnosis and I just went oh I'm not I'm not autistic I'm ridiculous and as I walked out I kind of like went oh <laughs> now I get it now I know why <laughs> um yeah and it just hit me and since then discovering all these things and looking back on my life and realizing oh that's why it made such yeah. a big difference such a positive difference and that's the thing it, it can make such a positive difference a lot of my entrepreneurial friends get diagnosed as either autistic um somewhere on the spectrum or with ADHD which is another one that lots of entrepreneurs um have and when you look at the signs that ADHD present you with like not being able to focus completely on one task at a time and, and you know always looking for the shiny object the object absolutely yeah yeah that's a very ADHD based um trait to have and I think lots of us don't recognize until we actually go and speak to a professional that we have something like this and when you are diagnosed with any kind of neurodivergence it can be like oh no what does this mean for me so when they diagnosed you how did you take it? First of all, I was, are you sure? Like, are, you, are you really sure? Because I know so much about it that I, have I just conned you into thinking that this is what, this really is it. Um, and then I kind of went, oh, you know, don't be ridiculous. Of course they know, like, this has been a proper, thorough, long process. And because my, I know my daughter definitely is on the spectrum and my daughter's a mini me um, and she's born entrepreneur. She won like an entrepreneur award at school you think oh okay yeah I am so that was like the first reaction was are you sure the second one was anger that it had taken me until 43 years old for anyone to notice and and said oh well yeah you are and then kind of regret that I've spent so much of my teen and adult life beating myself up about things and trying to fit into a 
a square box and you know oh round, round box and I'm a square peg and like you think well that why I can't beat myself up about that anymore because I'm just different that is not how I am I'm, I'm not a failed neurotypical person I'm a successful autistic and, yeah. and that was just like oh, okay that's I can start asking for accommodations and change things and since I've started doing that my life's been great truthful yeah it's been much easier because when you know you know what you need yeah. um what kind of things did you used to beat yourself up about really struggling with small talk so we would go to you know if you ever do a training session and they go around the room and they tell they say you know tell you three things about yourself to introduce yeah, everyone yourself. hates those bits I've done like number one and I can't remember what the other two questions were <laughs> like I can't, I, can't, I can't remember that um and you just think I've, I've got no filter so I might say something just you know out loud and they'll go oh okay that wasn't the kind of thing so when someone says to you you know hi how are you I kind of have to say to you do you really mean hi how how am I like really or are you expecting a I'm fine how are you back like what is it so just being on the outside always looking in and thinking actually it's not it's not a them thing it's not a me thing it's just a this is what it is that I'm not an outsider on the outside at all I'm just me doing my own thing and that's okay I think that is okay and so when it comes to your business how did it change how you operate in business um well at first I didn't tell anybody that I was autistic or thought I was autistic and I didn't tell anybody when I got my diagnosis until I just thought you know what I I need to because I'm seeing so many of my clients beat themselves up about things so why can't I have a tidy home like other people have why can't I just put that in the bin why can't I just tidy up after myself why am I sitting on the sofa exhausted after work and feeling that I'm, I'm looking at this dust thinking I need to dust I need to dust I need to dust and, still dusting. <laughs> and um, this is in your professional capacity as a declutterer which is one of your businesses right it is yeah and I just see it's so often in these clients like I would say 90% of my clients have got some kind are on some kind of spectrum they are neurodivergent in some way but they a lot of them don't know and it's you know I wouldn't have known if I hadn't have been there and got a consultant that was a little unprofessional yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have had a clue and I would have still been beating myself up and thinking well I've got to work really hard to make sure my kitchen's clean and tidy and other people just have a beautiful home why well, now I know that it's you just don't have the tools automatically that other people have. Yeah, so you just have to work a little bit differently to get yeah. them. And with you having your own business, like, I, I mean, it must have been quite scary to actually tell people mm. that you are autistic because I always think that with me, I found it quite scary just to tell people that I have a chronic disease. Mm. Um, and I think you never know how people are going to react. Normally they react really well. And in yeah. your case, I presume they did. Yes. Um, but it is always a bit scary to come up with any kind of vulnerability in your business, but necessary. I think it is. I think because you can then be your, your authentic self, you can be really you. And like, you know, if you're having a bad day, you can say, do you know what? I'm having a really bad day. And I can say the same with my clients. I can say, look, I'm really tired today. I'm going to book you in for tomorrow because I had a really busy day socialising yesterday. I need a day off from people just to get myself back to OK again. Um, and for them to learn from you that the things that when you just automatically say, oh, I'm having a day off because they can go, oh, well, that's OK to do that then. I can do that. Um, I think I was really scared because the in the media, on film, TV, the general consensus of an autistic person is um, Rain Man, 
um, the good doctor. So if someone's, you know, really, really clever with maths, I'm terrible with maths. <laughs> I've got anything up unless I've got a calculator. Someone really, really good, non-emotional. Um, and actually autism is, is for me, it's, it's so emotional. So, you know, if, if clients start crying on my shoulder, it's like, that's, you know, that's okay. I'm used to that. that that's fine. You know, it's a release. It's okay. And, and you know, I will well up with them. It's it's all right. Um, so I think it's being your authentic self. Um, it's showing them that they're not alone. And anybody who would have judged me for being autistic anyway isn't the kind of client that I would want to work with. Absolutely. I think there's a real big lesson there, which is important on show don't tell and one of the ways we do that is if we want people to feel okay to do anything in their business whether it's showing up as themselves whether it's being vulnerable whether it's holding boundaries whatever it is we have to do it we have to show that it can be done as leaders for other people to look up to us and say well if she and people say this to me all the time well I saw you do that and so I thought well if you can say no to people I can say no to people and I think that's really important so for all of the people that follow you to have seen you come out and say, well, actually, this is why I act a little bit differently. This is why I work a little bit differently is because I have autism. Then anybody that's going through any kind of, you know, it doesn't even have to be neurodivergent, but it could be anything that's a part of themselves that they haven't been willing to share because they're worried about what people's reactions are. They're now going to be feeling a different position, seeing you doing that. So I think it's really important that we do share bits of ourselves and lots of people tell you to keep everything to yourself and only show the bit that you want to show on social media. Mm. I actually think it's quite important sometimes that we do let our guard down a bit and do things that are a little bit scary. Mm. And I think because I'm quite secure in who I am, it can't be used against me. No, it will. It will just reflect on people I didn't want to work with anyway. And if anyone would try to use it against me, it's like, well, this is who I am, and I'm quite happy with who I am, so that's that's fine. And also, it helps with me understanding how other people's brains work as well. So, like a lot of my clients have got anxiety or depression. So, for some people who haven't got the way my brain works, they would say, oh, and just go to that shop and and drop that at that charity shop. Well, for some of my clients, I just put myself in their shoes and go, actually, that's a big thing to go to a shop that you've never been to before. So let's show you what it looks like on Google. I'll tell you the person that you need to speak to. So you remove those barriers that automatically you can see there and other people can't. Yeah, it'd be much, much harder for somebody that hasn't been through that. I think I would find it hard even to look, you know, I wouldn't even know those barriers exist. Mm. Whereas you, we were talking before and you said to me that, you know, if somebody, uh, people were saying to you, are you nervous about being on this podcast? And you're mm. like, well, no, because I'm just going to answer the questions. You know, I'm just going to talk <laughs> about the things and that kind of thing doesn't phase you. But walking into a pub that you haven't been into before with people that you maybe haven't met before, that would. Absolutely. But because I know that now and it's not a failing, I can get accommodations put into place. So I can meet up with someone who I would going to meet inside the pub and say, would you mind just kind of text you when I get there and just meet me outside just so I can come in with you? Or um, I can Google the pub and then look at the layout or see pictures just so I'm a bit more familiar with what it looks like on the inside. So those accommodations can then be put into place. And I do more now knowing I'm autistic because I can find those accommodations than what I ever were able to do before I was autistic. So before I found out, it would be a case of I'd do it and it would exhaust me and I would feel really bad ramifications afterwards. Or I'd just not go. I'd just not do it and just yeah. you know, hide away from it. 
Yeah, because when you don't, it almost gives you, when you're diagnosed with anything, I think it gives you a freedom of, oh, this is why. So now I can put strategies into place to be able to deal with those kind of things. I've definitely found like that with my chronic illness. It's like, okay, so this is why I feel like this. This is why sometimes, you know, I can't get out of bed. This is why. So if I know that, let's make sure I put less in my diary. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So it just, you know, enables you to deal with that. And so with anybody that is out there right now thinking that they may be neurodivergent, they're not the typical, you know, they don't think in the typical, I really find it difficult to say the typical way because I don't believe there is a typical way of thinking. I think we're all so different as people. Um, But if they are feeling like that, what would your suggestion be for them to do? I would say go down the rabbit hole of the internet and find out absolutely everything that you can about yourself and look at the things on in groups from actually autistic people so you can search like hashtag actually autistic on twitter and and find information out that way there's a lot of information out there because what what people would tell you to do is go straight to your gp and ask for a referral and actually what will happen there is you'll go to probably your gp and they'll go well you can make eye contact with me you've got a job you don't don't be ridiculous you're not autistic go away yeah Um, which if but if you go with a list of well I think I'm autistic because this 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 and this and don't do what I did and like have five she- sheets of A4 paper with a massive list of things because my GP <laughs> got to about four and she went I think we've got enough now <laughs> um, so you know do your research first find out a bit more about it and then start to put those um, accommodations into place and you know cut yourself a bit of slack and then go right okay so this is what I want to do what do I find difficult about it and what could I ask to make it easier very simple things and then when you feel a bit more comfortable then go and approach a GP and ask for a referral. Do you think um, having this diagnosis has made your businesses more successful? Absolutely I think in my uh, my shop business I think it's helped my team a lot more I that I it's let it's enabled me to delegate and realize that I am it's okay to not be perfect to absolutely everything that there are other people who can do it better than me and I hate saying that (laughs) um but so um I can delegate a lot easier I it used to be that I would ask people to make phone calls for me because I find making phone calls really difficult um so I would you know ask a member staff oh such and such can you just ring this company and say this and then I'd like be hovering in the background and they'd start to set talk and I'd be like, no, you need to tell them this. You need to tell them that. Um, and then my staff would be like, why the hell don't you just do it? Like, we're really busy. You're swanning around, not doing anything. You know, why don't you do it? And then after my diagnosis, I could say to them, I find making phone calls really difficult. It's not me being a boss and telling you to do it. It's me being Heather and saying, I struggle with this. Can you do this instead? So I think it helped with the, the team for them to go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, she's not just bossing us about, there's a reason why she struggles with that, that's okay. So that helped with that business. So I'll go off on a sidetrack and forget what the original question is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be better. so yeah, my team, my team have figured it out now. And I think there's a tendency to burn out. And if you can understand yourself better and put accommodations in place, you can stay burnout. Which is so important. And I think, especially with so many entrepreneurs, you've got the ADHD brain of of doing those kind of things and you will burn out at some point. So if you can put accommodations in place and realise that nothing has to actually be done now. I think it's quite useful that I'm autistic and ADHD because ADHD will see the shiny object 
and then the autism part of me will kind of like find out absolutely everything about it first it just doesn't just go off and do it so it holds me back a little but then sometimes it can hold me back a little bit too much with perfectionism and I need to kind of and as a serial entrepreneur and I I I think that's another ADHD thing I think um more entrepreneurs that have ADHD seem to have more than one business at a time because we like to start things up um with that you've obviously got three different businesses at the moment is it yeah I've got three different businesses and I'm a director of a, a community interest company as well yeah so you're doing all of these different things yeah with the decluttering side of things, I feel like that's that's like your the one that you're most known for online, yeah, and the, you know, and the one that you, what do you help people with? Basically, decluttering their home. So, from going from total chaos um, and clutter to decluttering and organizing, and having strategies and systems in place to keep it that way. And we're not just talking about like if they don't want to do a bit filing. Some of your clients like have stuff like. Up so to- I go all the way from someone just needing a wardrobe organised. So you know they've got too many mulberry handbags, for example. Um, <laughs> through to I feel um, like that was <laughs> no, there's, no, there's never too many mulberry handbags. Um, through to all the way to a house that I couldn't even get in because it was so full, the door wouldn't open enough for me to get in the house. Wow. Yeah. When people have issues like that, that must be hard for them to be able to actually even make the decision that they would like to change that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite usual for clients to come to me go, oh, I spoke to you a while ago, I've decided to do it now. And I'll go like, who are you? Right, let me find out. And, and it's been three years or five years. Yeah. It takes a long time before someone feels comfortable to actually reach out. Yeah, and there's more declutterers appearing, and I keep seeing this, and I think there is an issue with more and more people um, just not having the capacity to organise themselves. And we know that one of the important things in having a business is being organised because it's so hard anyway in business to be able to get everything done. And if you are disorganised as well, you always need somebody to come in and help you do those things to get you know things in place for you to at least be able to keep it up which is what you do yeah, absolutely so you know like your email inbox might be totally crazy or you can't find that one piece of paper that you really need or your client record it's all in disarray or it might be that you're really bad at writing notes after a session with a client um and you can't keep up with it and then when you want to try and find some information you can't find it so all those things um yeah we can put strategies in place so it's not just going in and skipping everything and starting again it's it's finding the systems that will keep you on track and make it easier for you to be organized And I think that um, there can often be with the other clients that I have that are professional declutterers, there can often be a mental health issue that you sometimes have to address and know is there when you're working with people that, um, you know, just don't want to even start it, don't even want to go there. Um, And I love how my clients who deal with this, and I'm pretty sure that you'll be exactly the same, they have this side to them that enables people to feel free to talk about those issues that they have without feeling like they're being judged Um, because you know it's hard to come clean about some of the things that you're not doing and because of the issues that you have with mental health so I think it's great that we have people like you there to help and you have your other job as a you have a post office a post mistress I'm a post mistress as well yeah (laughs) 
I honestly think that this is why you're like, I do think the way your brain works has helped you be able to juggle all of this because you do so many things. Totally. Well, being a single parent at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you have, you're about to um, start a new business, which I think is a really exciting business. Tell us a bit about it. Um, so I decided to set up um, a subscription box for autistic tween and teen girls um based on my daughter being my ideal client obviously um I I think because when more young children are now discovering they're autistic the the signs are more looked out for than they were when I was young um but what happens at a diagnosis is it's basically you're told there you go you're autistic these are all the things that are wrong with you Um, and it is kind of you know these are all the things that you struggle with I should say but there's no positivity to it. There's no, well, these are the accommodations or, well, these things you might find difficult later on. And this is the way you can get around it. There's no celebration of, of who you are and congratulations on your diagnosis. Whereas if you go into the autistic community, everybody, the first, if you ever put, I've discovered I was autistic today on Facebook with your friends, for example, you'd probably go, people would put things like oh I'm sorry to hear that yeah, or, they would. I never thought you were autistic or everyone's a little bit autistic aren't they um whereas if you put it into um, an actually autistic group what you get is congratulations oh well done like Not you've that. got there well done it's all positive and I think we need some of that positivity going to the younger generation of this is who you are this there's nothing wrong with you but these are the things that you might find difficult and these are the things that you can do to celebrate who you are and we'll make it easier. So we decided that we were going to send nice treat boxes that all had a reasoning behind. So it might be um, um, like pretty jewellery, but it's actually fiddle jewellery. So you could hide your anxiety while wearing something really pretty Um, or bath bombs because they're quite pretty to look at when you you need to chill out and you can just watch a bath bomb fizz away. So sensory type stuff as well. But if um, I want to say normal teen girl got it through the post, it wouldn't be an obvious autistic thing. So it's not like bright colours and jigsaw pieces and fidget spinners and all that kind of stuff. It's a bit more... You can tell people if you want to, and it's absolutely okay to do that. But if you're not comfortable doing that yet, then that's all right as well. What an amazing idea. When does it launch? <laughs> question. Um, it launches very soon. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I've got all the kind of sourcing in place. The boxes are kind of being made up. The stickers are all kind of ready. The website's being built. I'm wanting to get it launched before Christmas. I think it'd be really nice to have as a Christmas gift box for somebody. It would. That would be amazing. Oh, I love what you do. And I think this is going to be such a good idea. I always love it when people find something out about themselves that could be seen as a hindrance. They see it as actually a real benefit to their business. And then they help other people who might have the same issue by putting something out there. I love that. I think that that's the ripple effect in action right there, which I think is important. So if people want to come and find out about your decluttering services, where do they come to have a look at that? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Untangled by Tingle. So I've got uh, my page and there's also a group as well, which is a free community group with free support in there. So you don't even have to hire me. You can just get free support that way. That's amazing. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Untangled by Tingle. You won't forget it though. Untangled by Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll put those links in the show notes as well so people can come and find you. But thank you for being open enough today to talk to me about your diagnosis. I know it always helps people when we bring these things out into the open. It definitely did when I started talking about my depression, anxiety, and the kind of um, diagnoses I have had throughout the years. Because 
anything that we don't talk about will indeed have a stigma put onto it. The more we talk about anything, that stigma disappears. So I think it's really important for you to come onto podcasts like this and start talking about your diagnosis and about how other people can get theirs. So thank you for being here and thank you everybody for listening. And if you want to comment on this or give us a review, please do that. And definitely subscribe if you haven't already to the podcast, because I'm going to be sharing a lot more about the kind of mental health side of things that go on in business, as well as the different diagnoses that people have, because I think it's important. But I will speak to you next time. Thank you for being here, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch, and let's get you making money online.